Okay, Kristen, since it's Halloween, I actually had a little uh, interesting conversation with a co-worker today. Kind of has to do with something a little spooky. So he asked me if his seller has to disclose a death in the home of natural causes, <laughs> which I immediately laughed at because we've both been doing this for 15 years and it has never come up. And I'm sure we've had clients who've died in the home. So I don't know why he was asking me that, but it's just something we don't normally talk about. Yeah, I would almost assume that any house in Philadelphia, with it being as old as it is, someone has died in that home. Mm-hmm. In some Especially way. Especially in the historic districts, <laughs> yeah. I would think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would think so. Um, well, it's funny that you say that because I was just looking at this article that I thought was really funny, and it's got, um, it actually touches on that. Um, so I wanted to share it with you. I don't know, should I, maybe I'll just, I'll just kind of read it with you and see what you think, and feel free to, you know, jump in if yeah. you want to comment on it. But it touches on a lot of things that I think were kind of fun, and with it being Halloween this week, I thought this was a good one. Um, okay, so basically the, the title of the article is, Should Haunted Homes Come With a Warning? What Realtors and Paranormal Experts Say. That's the title. Haunted Homes. Haunted Homes. Yeah. So should Haunted Homes <laughs> okay. be, should they come right. with a warning, right? Um, it was nearly 20 years ago, but Cindy Hagley, a realtor in California's Bay Area, still remembers being alone inside a home in Antoc, where she swore she spotted something out of the corner of her eye. Hagley, who left a career as an ABC TV executive in 2006, hosted an open house for the property following an the following afternoon a neighbor arrived eager to see the inside and that's when she learned the scary home had a decades-long reputation of being haunted Hagley later informed the seller of this interesting feedback they told her oh yeah we've got a ghost <laughs> she so wondered, the seller said that yeah the seller said that they had a ghost yeah and the realtor finds out about it at the open house from a neighbor Yep, exactly. She felt something funny about it, and she was right. Um, she wondered what would happen if she started marketing the home as haunted. And when she did, the interest <laughs> spiked. This is so interesting. You know I love creative marketing. This is good. <laughs> well, I we've like seen these signs before, which is yeah. kind of funny. We'll talk about that. Yep. Um, so her marketing strategy worked out in her favor, although she ultimately sold the home to buyers who didn't believe in ghosts. She first made her mark selling homes rumored to be haunted, including the first one she ever sold in Antoc, but she's not a haunted house realtor, quote-unquote, as some folks claim uh, to be. Nowadays, Hagley, who grew up in West Virginia and Ohio and lived in homes she believes were haunted, takes a different approach and no longer markets homes as potentially haunted, she said. Nor do I disclose it until we're already in contract. That's, oh, that's a little. Yeah. That's such a weird. That's a weird you're one. Basic, you're basically saying you're going to tell the buyer that it's haunted, according to whom I don't know. Yeah. But you're going to wait until after it's under agreement. Yeah. Yeah. A little shady. And I wonder if you could back out, of, out over that. A little that shady. I don't know. Um, and, well, here we go. In California, disclosing a potential haunting isn't required or mentioned by state law. This is similar for the majority of states in the U.S., according to a recent Zillow analysis. However, a few states, you'll find this interesting, Bill, Minnesota, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and New York do have laws mentioning paranormal activity when it comes to real estate. In Minnesota, there's no duty for sellers to disclose, disclose if a home is the site of a suicide, accidental death, or natural death, or perceived paranormal activity, according to state law. 
Carrie Ann Carter, a realtor with Edna Realty, a top producing broker in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, um, has represented over a thousand homes for sale in the past 25 years. Of these homes, she's come across about five she believes were potentially haunted, which she says is rare. In regards to disclosures, despite there not, no being, being no requirement in the state to do so, Carter views it as unnecessary to mention if a home comes with potential ghosts and describes doing so as an open opening a can of worms because it's subjective. Um, well, yeah. Right? I mean, you could imagine trying to tell someone the, the house is haunted. Like, you couldn't even do it with a straight face. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I don't even know, like, how would you even... I don't even know, like... <laughs> I don't either. It's so funny. When they say it's like a state law, it's like, uh, well, According who to declares... Who? Right. right. Like, who declares it haunted? Like, what governing body? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, all right, keep going. Yeah, so this one says, certain details that do need to be disclosed, as we know, to buyers in Minnesota relate to the physical physical condition of the property, such as mold, prior zoning violations, or criminal activities, specifically whether methamphetamine was manufactured inside the home. That's an well, interesting yeah, one. That, well, that I get. I, mean, I get I've it, heard, too. I've been in inspections where this came up. And really? the inspector, the inspector was giving us signs to look for in the house. No. Like with poten- yeah, with like, oh, like potential meth labs and, and homes. And for some reason, I th- it came up because there was there was like almost every door in the home had a hole in it, like a fist hole, you know, like a couple fist holes in through going through the doors. Oh. And he's like, "This is a sign of like a," and he was dead serious, and I couldn't figure out why, which is weird because I think you could get sick if you're walking around in a methamphetamine contaminated like where there was mm-hmm. that process going on in the property i think if you're just walking around there you can get sick wow that's interesting don't quote me folks we're not interested we're not we're not experts on <laughs> the methamphetamine not, labs we are not so, we're definitely not <laughs> this is all hearsay <laughs> wow that's interesting okay so as for for potential hauntings, Carter, who describes herself as a very in tune with energy, believes they can happen, but they're not as frequent as people think they are. On one occasion, she had a bizarre experience when showing a family home along Summit Avenue in St. Paul, where there's a large amount of historical homes. While walking up the home staircase, she said she suddenly felt as if she walked through an ice cold wall, turned around and tripped down the stairs. She said she, said she felt as if it, she had been pushed. I looked at the family and said, this isn't the right property. We need to go now. She said, now, that is, now, is that a regular occurrence? No, you either resonate with that and believe in it or you don't. Later, she was told that a murder took place in the property. Whoa. Mm. That I would think you need to disclose. I would think you need to disclose that. I think you do. So I think, yeah. I do think that if a murder happened in a property, you do have to disclose it. If someone died of natural causes, obviously you don't. Um, and I don't know about suicide. I think that's one of those that I don't I'm not think, sure. Well, I don't, I'm not sure either. Actually, Might, I guess it varies from state to state because it's it's about yeah. a stigmatized home. That's what we're looking at here. It, the home would be considered stigmatized if it has those things. Um, so the or article continues. activity. Yeah, yeah. The article <laughs> continues. Similar to Minnesota, Massachusetts state law specifically mentions perceived paranormal phenomena as something that doesn't need to be disclosed ahead of the sale of a home. There's no way to prove paranormal activity, obviously. 
There's a lot bigger subjects that have to be discussed, like affordability, meeting the needs of a client, blah, blah, blah. Um, in New York in 1991, the state Supreme Court ruled one home in Nyack, a village nestled along the Hudson River. I've been there, actually. It's really nice. About an hour's drive of New York City was haunted as a matter of law. This is interesting. That's insane. This is interesting. I the would ruling, love. We see. We right? need the background on that. <laughs> right. We might have to Google. We might have to Google. We that. might have to Google this. It's such a cute little town. It's like a little Hudson Valley kind of town. That's where the poltergeist activity usually happens. Mm-hmm. Those little towns. Abneyville Horror wasn't that Long Island there you or something. Go. Um, the ruling stemmed from how a buyer sued the woman who sold him the home after she didn't tell him it was haunted, a reputation she helped perpetuate. As a result, the man filed suit to rescind the contract of sale, according to Cornell's Law School Legal Information Institute. Plaintiff, to his horror, discovered that the house he had recently contracted to purchase was widely reputed to be possessed by poltergeists. <laughs> the judge wrote. Oh, my gosh. The judge wrote that? Yeah. While the home's owner... Well, I the guess conjuring? Yeah, yeah. While the home's <laughs> owner... Uh, Helen Acklicky reported the existence of special apparitions in her home to the media, which once described her home as a riverfront Victorian with ghost. <laughs> she made no mention of paranormal activity to Jeffrey Samboski from New York City. I guess he was the buyer, the person buying it. The state Supreme Court's um, division ruled in favor of Stamvinsky, arguing Ackley should have disclosed the purported hauntings to him as she did to the public. The ruling rescinded the contract of sale and allowed Samvinsky the recovery of his down payment. That's interesting. I mean, <laughs> isn't he the public? Yeah. I mean, you put it out there on the news, so... So you think maybe he should have done his due diligence prior to going under contract? <laughs> I don't know. I don't well, know. I read, I read something about New Jersey where it said you don't have to disclose it unless the buyer asks. That actually says that here. I think it does say that here. Yeah. I need to go um, back and like look on the seller's disclosure to see if there's a line for, yeah. haunt, for haunted. <laughs> there's nothing is in the, the property haunted. Yeah. Check yes or no or unknown. That is so funny. It says, if a seller believes their home is haunted and it's known throughout the community, I think without a doubt that seller should not only tell the agent, but allow the agent to disclose that information to potential buyers. Okay. if the, I, I get that. Like if you buy a famous home that the neighbors all, the neighborhood has- If everybody you know, knows it, said, but you. Right. If everybody <laughs> said it's been haunted and they're, they're doing tours of your property and all that stuff. Yeah. Something you might want to include. This is like a bad horror movie right now. Um, this says Kathy Eastman, a medium and team member of the Paranormal Investigators of New England, an organization founded in 2004 that conducts paranormal investigations free of charge, lived in a home she and her family believed were, was haunted in New Jersey as a child. When my parents sold their haunted house, they did disclose it, Eastman said, before her family moved to Vermont in 1975. In New Jersey law, certain psychological impairments related to a home, including a property being haunted, don't need to be disclosed unless the potential buyer asks about it. So this is what you were just saying. If the buyer asks, they have to say. Um, Eastman said she and her parents felt a potential buyer should know if the house was haunted before the sale. If I'm buying the Amityville Horror House, I don't actually know the background of it, but I think that should be disclosed, or the Conjuring House, she said. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh, this goes on and on. This woman was on the TV series Ghost Hunters. It's just so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been in a haunted house, Kristen? 
grew up um, in like Downingtown. It's like a weird small area. Yeah, weird so shit I mean, I definitely, you know, I feel like every if you grow up in the suburbs or like in a kind of rural rural area, every town has that like place that is scary. Like we had this Gates of Hell. It was called. It was down the road from where my parents lived. It was on this like, it was when the road kind of turned into a dirt road. It sort of stopped being pavement and it turned into a dirt road. And there was this big, big house up on the hill. I believe it was abandoned and it had gates around it. And of course, like teenagers had broken through the gates, but, and the windows were broken. Like the house was, you know, in disrepair and it sat up on this hill and you couldn't see it from the street and it was called the gates of hell. And everybody said that there were paranormal things happening there and i went with friends but we didn't go into the house i was too scared no, I, I think, think at the you, time i didn't think you'd go in. no no and then there's also in downingtown in town there's a tunnel that you drive through and people have often said that there have been like sightings of things through in that tunnel when you're driving through it those are like the two things in my town that i recall but um but yeah how about yeah. you downingtown seems like it might have some haunted <laughs> shit you yeah. know, doesn't it? It's an old it's town. Got that, it, yeah, yeah, it's got a little creepy vibe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks. It's been a while since I've been there, but it was creepy. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, I thought, you know, jokingly, I used to say that this house that I was renting when I was in tech, this is years ago, but I rented this house for like seven years, and I thought there was there was weird stuff that happened in the house. Yeah. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. Well, Yeah. Weird stuff. Here's what would happen in the house. So, <laughs> yeah, you can't leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I can't leave it there, right? You're, Thank you're, you very much. Right. So, I just heard a lot of stuff in the house. Like it sounded like somebody was walking around, and um, multiple times throughout the years, I would have to get up out of bed in the middle of the night and like walk the house because I thought somebody was inside. So that happened a lot. And then sometimes when I would take that walk, like sink would be on in the bathroom <laughs> oh that's like the weird. water would be running not full blast but it'd be running like trickling out and I'm yeah. like what the? and it would happen in the sink downstairs in the kitchen huh so, interesting and then and then I had I just had these it was a vibe thing it was just yeah. totally like that so like just to give you an example so I had when I when I moved into the it was like a small two bedroom house and I you know had my bed in the front room but I just couldn't sleep in there. I have weird vibes in there. It was always cold, like too cold, like colder than the rest of the house. Yeah. So I moved out of the room. Well, that's a sure sign. <laughs> and I moved to the back room. And then, I, but I left the bed in there. I bought another bed. So when I have guests, I may have sleep in there. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, because what would happen is when I would sleep in that room, it's starting to come back to me as I'm telling the stories. It's been a while. But uh, I, I always shut my door. When I go, when I when I go to bed, yeah, you know? and then in the middle of the night, the door would just like and just start going me, oh, no. and just start opening, you know. So I couldn't; it would never stay shut, right? So, oh my god! So I used to I take to like move. I used to take like a little towel, and as I go to shut the door, I would toss the towel like between the jam and then jam the towel in, mm-hmm. so there's no way the door can open again. So, so then the door the door would stay shut you know so i had my buddy come in from out of town and i put him in that room he's like dude it's freezing in here and i was like yeah 
Well, good night. And I go to sh- I go to shut the door. I go to shut the door, and I'm like I'm like rigging this towel into the door. James like, whoa. He's like, you're really just going to not explain this what you're doing right now. And I said, I said, listen, don't ask questions that you don't want the answers to. And I sh- slammed the door shut. Oh my I shut God. the light and slammed the door shut. He was like, dude. And I see him like pulling the covers up to his eyeballs. He's like, no, no, no. And I slammed the door. I went to bed. Oh, my God. He got all freaked out. He wouldn't sleep back there. I had to get a blow-up mattress and throw it on my floor. <laughs> In the back room. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That's really, so, really funny. Yeah. That is really funny. I've definitely gotten, like, f- vibes and feelings being, being in places. You know, like a sense of something. But not not like a bad feeling. I, I know, like, with our house, our house in Mount Airy, it was, um, the woman who had lived there was, like, just this really accomplished woman. And she... She was like in the very first graduating class at Penn, like one of the first African-Americans in the the first class of F Penn to graduate. And she became like a psychiatrist and she was like a really interesting woman. And when we went to look at the house, it had um, all of her degrees and everything on the, you know, still up. And she just seemed like, you know, of course, I Googled her and did all this research on her. And she just seemed like a fascinating woman. Well, she had died. The house had gone been left to like her granddaughter or something which and it had totally fallen into disrepair it was going into foreclosure like they were she was using like kerosene heaters to heat the house she didn't have the gas on it was just a mess when we bought this house we saved it from foreclosure and as we slowly were working on it i just felt this sense of there were like little things like little tapping and little things i felt this sense of this woman her name was bobby um Like being happy that we were restoring the house and making it. We heard stories about her, how she used to like entertain and and have people over. And like um, she was like friends with like the superintendent of the school and she would do all these gatherings and things at the house and entertain. And I just felt like she was very I felt like there was a presence, but I felt like it was like a welcoming presence, like someone who was very happy that we were there bringing it back. If that's a really weird feeling, that. but Billy and I both no, felt I, it. We were like that. We I would that. lay in bed and hear this tapping, and I was like, "That's just Bobby. It's no problem." <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get feel that. like a scared. It wasn't a scared thing. It was. It was like a calming kind of thing. Like we were doing something right by her. I totally get that. Every home has a vibe. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying every home's haunted, but every home we go into, don't you feel a vibe? Yeah. Even when people are, absolutely. And, and, when, especially when we go in like vacant homes, you your your mind automatically starts telling you this story as mm-hmm. you're walking through. And uh, I remember I was working with this investor years ago, who would buy these older properties and you know gut them and renovate them, and um, you know, and then we would resell them. So we're walking through this one, and we didn't talk at all. We were both walking. And we get through the whole house, and we're in the basement. And we didn't talk. It's just got to be 10 minutes. We're just walking. And we get to the basement, and he looks at me, and he goes, I can't do this house. And I went, I get it. (laughs) And basically what it was was the house was, it needed to be renovated, but it was like you could tell, like, because we saw some, you know, we saw some of the belongings. We could tell it was like an old army vet. Mm. And the house was like meticulous. And he didn't want to rip anything 
out oh, and we yeah. do it. Yeah. But you know, we it was priced where you know we, that's what we would have to do to it. And yeah. I was like, dude, I get it. Yeah. The dude when I the dude was so organized, everything was meticulous. You could just you just felt this like <laughs> you felt like how much like care this this yeah. man took of this property. And I and we were both like, I don't want to even see this thing. You know what I mean? Ripped up. Yeah. So we'll yeah. just go. And we left. That's funny. Yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. it's the vibe. You definitely get a vibe. All right, Kristen, this has been fun talking about haunted houses yeah. for Halloween, but uh, we got to get back to work. We do. We do. All right. I'll see you at happy hour. Okay. See you at happy hour. <laughs>